Barnet Healthy Heritage Walks. Welcome to Barnet Healthy Heritage Walks. These walks are designed to provide a gentle stroll of around 5 to 10 kilometres or 3 to 6 miles, approximately 5,000 to 10,000 steps, taking in a few buildings and sites of interest and where possible using green spaces and footpaths. Totteridge Walk This walk is a circuit through the fields that straddle the boundary between Mill Hill and Totteridge and has four stops. The walk takes in part of Totteridge Valley, one of the most rural parts within the borough of Barnet, and it is approximately 7 kilometres or 4.35 miles. Please note that the walk goes through areas that can become muddy when wet and may not be suitable for pushchairs or other wheeled vehicles. The location is easily reached by the 251 bus from Arnas Grove or Edgware and is less than a mile from Totteridge and Whetstone tube station, which is on the northern line. Car parking is available on Totteridge Lane and around the village. Please check for controlled parking zones before you travel and park carefully. Please avoid obstructing entranceways for local residents. Audio Tour Part 1 The Orange Tree Totteridge Village before setting off, enjoy the countryside setting in Totteridge Village and the much-loved duck pond on the green by the Orange Tree Pub and St Andrew's Church of England Primary School. Begin the walk on the dirt footpath that runs directly behind the pub. It is said that the Orange Tree has been in existence since 1668, although records of a pub on this site are more certain from the mid-18th century. Public houses called Orange Tree were named to demonstrate support for the Dutch King William of Orange. He became King William III after the Glorious Revolution of 1688 that placed him on this country's throne alongside his wife Mary and they ruled jointly. The present building is early 19th century with much refurbishment. Follow the footpath behind the pub away from the main road. You are crossing Totteridge Green on the historic banner of Totteridge. There are several beautiful period buildings on this path, including Green Lodge, a Victorian Gothic-style weatherboard cottage, and Dell House, which is Grade 2 listed. Look out for the Croft, built by the distinguished architect T. E. Colcutt, as his own residence in 1895. Colcutt's other notable buildings in London include the Palace Theatre, the Wigmore Hall, the Savoy Theatre, and Lloyd's Register of Shipping as well as several notable houses in this area. He was President of the Royal Institute of British Architects between 1906 and 1908. These are private residences, so please admire them from the path. If the dirt path is too wet, follow the metal road next to the school, proceeding past the cricket ground towards Laurel Farm Pond. Laurel Farm Pond at the end of the path is home to a large number of geese and mallards that evoke its origins as a working farm. You may spot fish in the pond and other water-loving creatures such as frogs. Laurel Farm and nearby Home Farm have their roots in the area's agricultural economy stretching back at least to the 17th century. 
to the right of the pond, make your way through the wooden arch and follow the path down the slope. There are small enamel signs which indicate you are entering Woodridge Nature Reserve, a five-acre wooded area with grassland set within a larger wildlife habitat. This section of the route is notable for fine oak trees, as well as many species of butterflies and birds. In the autumn, the area may be rich with a wide variety of berries, including sloe and blackberries. You may like to see how many different types you can identify along the route. For links to guides to identifying trees, flowers and wildlife, visit our website www.barnet.gov.uk forward slash heritage walks. Soon you will come to a small footbridge over Folly Brook through wooden posts. This is an ancient boundary not only between the parishes of Totteridge and Hendon, but also between the counties of Hertfordshire and Middlesex that predate the creation of today's London boroughs in 1965. Follybrook is a tributary of Dollis Brook, which flows into the Brent River and eventually empties out into the River Thames. Several very old coins have been found on the footpath between Laurel Farm and Mill Hill, the oldest being a silver penny dating from the reign of King Henry III. As Henry reigned from 1216 to 1272, this suggests that this is indeed an ancient footpath. Continue passing through the wooden posts and over the footbridge. At this point, there is an optional detour from the main walk through Darlands Lake Nature Reserve, which would add roughly 30 minutes to your walk, or 2 kilometres. For this additional route, turn right off the main path. For detailed instructions on the route around Darlands Lake, please stop the audio tour and switch to the supplementary audio. To continue on the main route, follow the path until you reach a gate. Pass through the gate and turn left onto the wide path of Burton Hole Lane. Continue along Burton Hole Lane. In the 18th century, local fields delighted in such names as Mole Hill Field, Coneyborough Field, a reference to rabbits, and the less inspiring Hungerlands. You will notice on your right a large electricity substation constructed between 1961 and 1962 by the Central Electricity Generating Board, the National Electricity Authority. This modern source of power invites a comparison with the area's forested history, when wood was the principal fuel and charcoal production was an important part of the local economy, along with haymaking and other forms of agriculture after trees were cleared. Nowadays, you may see horses enjoying the surrounding fields, which invites us to recall the days when hard-working horses were put to work as the principal form of freight distribution and personal transport. Today, there are several local riding schools if you would like to enjoy more leisurely equestrian activities. Now pause the audio tour until you reach the gate at Partingdale Lane, which is point two on the map. Audio Tour Part 2 Partingdale Lane Watch out for traffic as you cross over the road and follow the pavement along Partingdale Lane to your right. A little way along Partingdale Lane is Seafield House, but it is almost impossible to see because it has been built almost entirely underground. 
Seafield House is a former regional war room. The unexpected location of a government command centre here in the Greenbelt jolts us out of the pastoral tranquillity of the area today and back to a time that was darker but not so long ago. After the Soviet Union's first atomic bomb test in 1949, there was a fear that if Britain were attacked by the Russians, there might be a breakdown in the government's ability to maintain its authority. This led to the country being divided into 12 home defence regions, each controlled by a regional commissioner. London was set up with four similar command centres, and in the event of an unthinkable attack ever happening, this is where the region would have been run by a team of 50 people. With increasingly powerful atomic weapons, the 1,000 square foot bunker with 5 foot thick walls was deemed inadequate, and by the late 1950s had been mothballed. It is believed that 1,600 Cold War bunkers were built around the UK, with some 600 remaining today. Grade 2 listed in 2002, this one was converted in 2010 into a unique private residence and sold off along with one and a half acres of surrounding land. It is occasionally used as a location for films and television programmes, so you may even have seen it without even realising it was a local feature. Please keep watching out for traffic as you walk along this paved road. Further along Partingdale Lane, you will come to a large pink house called Partingdale Manor. Not a genuine manor house, this handsome 18th century mansion much restyled in the early 19th century. When you reach the main road T-junction, cross to the other side of Partingdale Lane and turn immediately right and pass through wooden posts onto a woodland path to Burton Hole Lane. The woods are not as ancient as they look, having been planted sometime in the mid to late 1930s. The name of the field they are planted on was Driver's Field, a reference to the drovers who brought animals from around the country to London and used the nearby Bittersea Hill, then called Driver's Hill, as part of their route to market. Follow the woodland path until you come out onto a residential road, turn left onto Eleanor Crescent and join Burton Hole Lane and follow the road down to your right. To see Burton Hole Farm at point 3 on your map, Follow the road round to your right. Burton Hole Farm will be on your left. Look out for the sign with a picture of a cow on it titled Pleasant Herd. This indicates that the herd is made up of Blondie Aquitaine cattle, a breed raised mainly for their meat. Now pause the audio tour until you reach Burton Hole Farm. This is point three on your map. Audio tour part three. Burton Hole Farm. Burton Hole Farmhouse is thought to date from the 18th century, according to architectural historian Sir Nicholas Pensfer, editor of the authoritative 46-volume series of county-by-county -county guides, The Buildings of England. As a place name, Burton Hole is known from the 16th century, and field names like Knight's Close suggest an earlier origin back to the Middle Ages. Walk back to Burton Hole Lane and continue walking down the road. You will pass Finchley Nursery's Garden Centre on your left, a name that seems a little incongruous here in Mill Hill. The business started in Woodside Park in 1929. Then, with the development of the western edge of Finchley, 
the company had to relocate, but the name was retained. The garden centre has an outdoor cafe called the Summer House, should you want a short break or refreshments. Continue to walk along the road past the cricket ground on your left to the gated house at the end, Folly Farm. There is a small entrance to the footpath along Folly Brook to your right. Follow the path with Folly Brook on your right and fields to your left, passing through a couple of gates. Please remember to close the gates behind you. Make your way across Totteridge Fields with an electric fence on your left until you reach the gate on the other side. You may spot some of Burton Hole Farm cows on your way. Continue along the fenced woodland path as it rises uphill until you come out on the main road opposite St Andrew's Church. Now pause the audio tour until you reach St Andrew's Church, which is point four on your map. Point four, St Andrew's Church, Totteridge. The origin of the church is not known, but records begin in the 13th century. At this time, the church was dedicated to St Etheldreda, the much-venerated 7th century abbess of a convent in Ely. At that time, Totteridge formed part of a manor belonging to the Bishop of Ely. Etheldreda was a name corrupted over time to become St Audrey, until finally the church lost its association with the saintly abbess and was rededicated to St Andrew during the Reformation in the 16th century. Although the weather vane on the tower is dated 1706, the present church building is from 1790. The building is Grade 2 listed. You are welcome inside when the church is open. Please check their website for opening times. In the graveyard there are a number of ornate 18th century graves, but perhaps best known is the grave of Harry Varden, the golfer, who lived from 1870 to 1937. Varden won the Open Championship six times between 1896 and 1914 and the US Open once in 1900. He is regarded as one of the greats of the game and died in Whetstone. Welsh-born David, or Di Rees, was the golf professional at the nearby South Hearts Golf Club from 1946 to 1983. Rees achieved success in several match play championships and in the Ryder Cup, including as captain in a famous victory over the US in 1957. Look out for the memorial to the architect T.E. Colcutt, whose house you passed at the start of the walk. Another famous parishioner was Henry Manning, who lived from 1808 to 1892. Son of a governor and director of the Bank of England, he was also a church warden at St Andrews. Henry became a prominent member of the Oxford movement in the 19th century before converting to Roman Catholicism and being made Cardinal Archbishop of Westminster. Standing in front of the church, there is an ancient yew tree believed to be more than a thousand years old, some say nearly two thousand. The girth of the tree is approximately 26 foot or 8 metres. It has been designated as one of London's great trees, and this venerable giant is considered to be the oldest living thing in the capital. Totteridge War Memorial is to be found at the centre of the crossroads outside the churchyard to the right of the church when you leave the building behind you. The memorial commemorates, by name, 
those from the area who gave their lives during the First and Second World Wars, and is the focus of annual commemorative events around Remembrance Day on the 11th of November. This marks the end of the Totteridge Walk audio tour. To make your way back to the start of the walk, take care crossing Totteridge Village, and then continue along the road to the left, where you will soon find yourself back at the orange tree. For travel details, please refer to the start of the walk. We hope you enjoyed this walk. Perhaps you might like to try one of the other walks in the Barnet Healthy Heritage Walks programme. Please visit our website www.barnet.gov.uk forward slash heritage walks to find out more. If you would like to give feedback or comments or make a suggestion on the walk, please do get in touch. Details are on the website.